Eggshell Conversations. Ahoy sailors, welcome back to another episode of Kongshell Conversations. We have a very special guest with us. Please, please introduce yourself. Oh, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. My name is Sturge from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, I'm an artist, upcoming artist based in Atlanta, side of Quietly Making Noise, um, owned by one half of the group Rock City, Kimmel by Timothy Thomas. Um, yeah, you know the vibes, third season all day. Yes, yes. So this is third, the artist, but actually I've known him for a very long time. His name is Leo Sibley the third, yes. which is where, you know, your name kind of came out of, I'm supposing. Came from. Yes. And I actually went to his great-grandfather's school, Joseph Sibley, and this is how I know Leo and his entire family. So it's just so amazing how, you know, you're so young and we were so young in elementary school and now you've grown up to be one of the bigger, you know, artists here from the United States Virgin Islands. Yes, and what's crazy, just to touch on that, when I was asked by, you know, our seniors to do the interview, you know, I had to ask, I said, wait, Ariel, that was in our, our class growing up? And she, and he's like, yes, the man, he's, she started a podcast, and I said, you know, I would love to do it more than ever, especially, you know, seeing that us coming from where we came from, doing our thing, being able to create and, you know, come up with some stuff like what we do is amazing. So I want to say congratulations to you as well. Thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate it. So we're going to start off with the first question. So typical question, the first is, what inspired you to become a musician? Well, as a kid growing up, my dad played in a band called Obsession Band. And from, I could remember as young as like five, six years old, going to him with like practices and wanting and singing at the practices and playing the keyboard at the practices. So I always had like a music, a feel or music love as a kid, but I always was like sticking with sports. And when I went away to college, I played a year of baseball and I hurt myself, which kind of took me away from the game for a long time. But then I was able to connect with a bunch of my friends and a bunch of, you know, musicians that I work with still to today at Full Sail University. And let me tell you, that changed my life completely to where, you know, I saw a bigger picture. I saw something that I love to do, but being able to see people do it every day and actually kind of have it as a business is kind of something that I saw and I was like, yo, this is kind of what I want to do. So when I went there, I got an engineering degree. And then from there, I went to Atlanta, where, of course, you know, you have all these artists, but who were here at the time was the hometown heroes, Rock City. So kind of seeing them and meeting with them and seeing how, you know, how big they were in the actual industry and as artists and writers, you know, I kind of wanted to take my craft more seriously and wanted to grow outside of the engineering aspect and be, be my own artist. I know um, I kind of dropped a song before moving to Atlanta called VI Twerk, and I had my artist thing going, but it wasn't as serious because I really wasn't too sure exactly what I wanted to do. But being able to move to Atlanta and seeing, you know, different people doing, you know, what they love and what they show to the world or um, give to the world their music. I kind of wanted to do the same thing, but in my own way. So I kind of um, just fell in love with the aspect from friends 
my family, my dad, um, and, you know, the hometown heroes, Rock City, because, you know, they, they came from where we're from and kind of showed us, look, just get off the island, you could do it, and kind of doing it right now. So I'm very blessed for the, all the roads that took me to where I am today. Yeah, absolutely. So you dropped some gems. I did not know that you uh, play baseball. I didn't know any of these things. I, I was more aware that, you know, you went to Full Sail University, which is a university that usually the musicians come from, engineers and people who are interested in, you know, artistry and things like that. But I, I did not know that your dad played in a band either. That's very oh, interesting. Man. He played in a, French, in a French band. So, like, literally imagine any French party that you, anybody true, uh-huh. they were the people playing. So, like, Bastille Day, they oh, would be the ones playing. And I would be the one right next to my father, hoping he let me play a couple keys. Really? But to be to be honest, my father mm-hmm. wasn't really that guy. My father wasn't the one to let me play or, like, anything. I would just always be around. Mm-hmm. But the lead singer, his name was Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually, he's a head of the police, was a head of police department or something. Mm-hmm. He was the lead singer. And every time he saw me back there, he would tell me, grab the arm, grab the mic and sing this Spanish song. Um, Arengue, Pingo, De La Mo, Flores, or something like that. And he would always like grab, <laughs> capture the, the audience. Mm-hmm. So from then, I always like really loved to sing, but I really didn't know anything about it. Right. And actually, to stop in high school, I remember my one friend, Sheldon Ray, he actually like built out a studio booth and studio in his house. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, that was like kind of like my first real, not like real studio session or whatever but it was like my first time being able to see how people do it and it was done completely wrong but it was still something to where it's like i could see it was the feeling of being in the booth having the headphones on and hearing yourself back from the mic it was kind of like all of that so now when i went to school for baseball and got hurt and then went to full sale i was like wait this is actually way cooler than the first time i did it and it's if you have people that know how to do it you could actually get a real song out of this so the all the like i said all these steps just like growing and little things with music here and music here kind of just made me in the um at the end it's like yo this is what i think i was made to do so right that is that is a perfect segue into my next question because you already had mentioned it but i had been actually listening to your music for quite some time especially vi twerk it had gotten me through a lot of workouts a couple pounds were lost with that song um but as i was listening to some of your newer music like heartbreak and bb WM, I can't help but notice how much you've matured visually and musically. Can you go into more detail on your growth as an artist? Yes. So in 2012, um, which is funny because last week was actually the anniversary of VA Talk. <laughs> was the 10-year anniversary of VA Talk, wow. and that, which is actually something really, it's pretty big like for somebody that has like a song that's been doing well for that long, which is crazy. I personally feel like that is one of my songs because people still listen to it till this day. Yes. People still want me to play it out when I'm out or what, whenever. Um, so my friend, well, my DJ called me yesterday who helped produce the song with me. I was like, yo, it's been 10 years for VA Twerk. Do you want to do another one? I said, no, 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 no. We've gone way too far far ahead to go backwards now so um now you know i definitely i remember when i was doing soca one of my friends delhi banga told me 
you need to slow down your music and kind of create something that's different. Mm-hmm. Not so much so Caribbeanized, but I feel like you could really do well in like the R&B pop lane up here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that would ever work until one day I kind of did it and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a different sound. We're in the Caribbean sound, but a lot slower. You know, we still have a little groove to it. But once again, I'm I'm in Atlanta, so I kind of want to add that vibe to to what I'm creating. So slowly but surely, I created something that I felt was unique called RCMB, which is short for Rhythm Caribbean and Blues. Um, That's kind of how Third started and was able to, you know, start making a little noise and here and there. And I was able to catch the eyes of, once again, the hometown heroes, Rock City. Timothy Thomas. And, you know, honestly, for the past two years where I haven't been releasing any music and I've been quiet, it's really just been learning and sitting in the studio with him. And that's honestly where I could say music goes from from a level to way beyond. Um, these guys, um, Timo is one of probably the best I've ever seen do it. And I've been in rooms, been in sessions, been around the best artists that people think are the best artists and nobody does it like him and nobody does it like his brother either. So it's honestly been a big, big blessing to kind of just sit and watch them work. You know, they'll knock out six songs in a day and all of them sound different. So, you know, you just kind of be able to sit back and watch that and, you know, learn, just take in all different types of ways, all different types. You know, they've been doing it for 17, 18 years. Right. You know, so trying, being able, honestly, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest blessings and reasons why my music is what it is today is being able to sit underneath those guys and learn and, you know, just grow to hopefully be one day in their positions or um, beyond. Right, because speaking of growth as an artist, I mean, can you describe collaborating with Rock City? I mean, one of the biggest musicians, you know, in the actually in the caribbean honestly because even you know virgin islands yes they put us on the map but at the same time they put the caribbean on the map because not only are they music musicians not only do they sing rap r&b soca calypso but they also write songs for major major artists out there mainstream artists out there so how did it feel you know doing your first collaboration i know you did a collaboration with timo but how did it feel doing your first collaboration with them so to be honest, I remember the first time I went to Timo House and he gave me a boss. I remember leaving the house. I went back to my manager and I was like, "Yo, we win, we won, it's it over." <laughs> I remember, I remember saying this thing about to go up, about to go crazy. And um, actually, I actually want to take you back because we just just talked about this the other day. The first time working with them was actually over by Benny D House. I was recording an artist and his project and they invited um, them over to the house. And I remember we were just there for like five minutes talking and we had the beat load up and Tim was like, yo, go and um, load me up. I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. And Tim will, and little, Tim will literally take five minutes on his whole boss. What? I lived everything. And when I saw that, I said, "Yo, these are diff- these are different guys. Yes, <laughs> this absolutely. is a yes. different type of this is a different type of energy." So for me, but they it, it all came off of you know being in the industry for so long, being able to write certain things and get to that place. So for me, all I'm seeing is you know 
just keep working. Yes. Just keep working and being able to grow. And, you know, you're not going to always have the the right song or the right hit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you continue to work, you'll be able to get there one day, you know. And honestly, we just did probably four songs the other day. And to me, all of them are hits. Mm-hmm. And it's just because, you know, he's been doing this for so long. They've been doing it for, for forever. And it's like really, it's really, it's it's a really cool thing to just see like how well they perfected their craft. A lot of people said perfected my craft in engineering, but seeing people write and being able to create a song from scratch is a whole different um, story. Right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, third. So I have a question for you. Have you ever dealt with performance anxiety? I have definitely with performance anxiety um i actually deal with anxiety on an everyday basis um but performing actually gets me to a whole nother level uh i have a joke with my dj that we go through stages well i go through stages and let's say the show starts at eight o'clock um the stages will start about three o'clock in the afternoon where you know not a full set of anxiety starts to come on but i start to feel a little butterflies in my stomach mm-hmm. and then maybe like an hour and a half later it starts to get heavier i start to just start pacing around you know just doing literally nothing but feeling like i'm doing the most and then once we get closer and closer to the time, that's where it's just like I'm really in my element. Um, I'm really in a corner. No one's really talking to me. I'm not really talking. And it's really just the anxiety has built up to a place where it's just like I'm kind of ready to go. And the fact that I'm waiting, it's like hindering me, if that makes sense. So I kind of, but the best way that I learn how to deal with it is kind of just being in my head and saying you've been here before and you've dealt, dealt with this before and it's going to be the same thing you're going to go up on there and all your anxiety is going to go away does it help all the time no because my anxiety is a very heavy thing but it's something that i've learned to try and control you know it's not something that i know it's gonna it's it's a I'm going to run into different situations in my life that are bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to feel, get the anxiety over me, but it's, the, it's how you deal with it. That's honestly how, I, what the best thing I learned is, it's just how you deal with it. Yeah, so I, mean, I could only imagine, I mean, I really appreciate your transparency and I could only imagine what it must be like to, you know, perform, you know, not only by yourself with other people that you collaborate with or just performing by yourself and trying to, you know, remember the lines, remember the emotions and things like that and also hype up the crowd as well. I mean, that's a big feat to, 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 to take and it's just amazing how, you know, you musicians are able to do that. And that that's another thing to where it's just like a lot of people don't think, um, you know, you think this is something we love, which is which is we do. But, right. you know, we go through our little down times and our little stuff that, you know, mental health is a big thing, too, right. I think, in this industry. And I feel like a lot of people don't touch on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, for me as an artist, you know, I'm here for whoever. And as artists, I feel like we should stick together because we are we know what mentally it could do to us we know what type of feelings we get we know what happens so i think it's once for like it to be more known that people do go through this people we do go have times where you know we're down and honestly like we have rough times before performing and we need it people don't know how to fix that but slowly but surely when it starts coming out and people start you know being more aware of it people will start being better with themselves because 
I feel like people think anxiety is a bad thing. And right. it's like a thing that you don't talk about, but it's like, yo, people have it, people go through it. And honestly, I'm I'm one of those that go through it on a daily basis. Literally. <laughs> Literally just probably that, had one. Yeah, and that's what makes that's what makes you you. That's what makes you a human and that's what makes you authentic, right? Mm-hmm, I mean exactly. for you to say that and for you to, you know, be bold about it and wanna talk about it, that is what makes you genuine and authentic and we really do appreciate it. Uh, definitely thank you guys um you know it's just some so and i'm e- it's easier for me to talk about because like i said i feel like i've been able to control it a lot more mm-hmm. and be able to make myself feel a lot better after it yeah yeah so speaking into the future what accomplishments do you see yourself achieving in the next five to ten years as an artist as a person just you know in general well, I was nominated for a Grammy back in 2015, 20, 25, no, 2016, 2017. Actually, I was two Grammy nominations, two years back to back, 2016, 2017 for recording music Soul Child, um, sold two albums. Wait, uh, of wait, course wait, 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 wait a minute here. What? Wait, so you mean to tell me you just go just speed past that? Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I was just nominated for Grammys for Music Soul Child. Oh my gosh! That's something that I normally just like try to pass, walk through, you know, because my net my accomplishments is to actually get a make get a Grammy of my own, and you know, probably win a Grammy of my own. That's not somebody else's. That's always that would definitely be one of my biggest accomplishments within the next five to ten years. Um, wow. But that is a big accomplishment by itself for <laughs> Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I don't want to make it look like that wasn't a big thing and that wasn't something that I I'm proud of and I appreciate. Um, but you know, winning one for myself and being able to be nominated for one for myself or anything that I worked on with my team now, um, that would definitely be a big accomplishment. Um, definitely want would love just to. Be able to know that my music's heard and be, the world knows that, you know, I'm, I work hard and I love what I do and I'm, you know, pushing to change me and my family's lives. So it's just like, that's one thing that I really hope is being an artist, especially how long I feel like I've been an artist, you could feel stagnant and you feel like no one's hearing you. Right. And I think that's one of the worst and one of the worst feelings when people, when you feel like people don't hear you and it's not like, Oh, you're talking and you kind of want people to hear what you're saying in your music. Cause that's where you're most vulnerable. That's where you most want to kind of say exactly what's in your heart, what's actually on your mind. Right. So being able to be heard in that way, um, around the world and through and kind of changing people's, um, you know, life. I've honestly ran into like a couple, there's been about two people that have hit me and said, you know, your music has changed my life in ways wow. that I never could imagine possible. And when people actually, that hits you different mm-hmm. than even when you tell yourself like, yo, this is the music things changing my life. Because when you're able to change somebody's uh, else's life through the words that you're saying you know you feel you feel accomplished you feel like an actual superhero with a cape correct and music does have the ability to do that it does and it invokes you know feelings in you and memories and nostalgia that we just aren't even you know capable of even imagining so it is something amazing to do something like that it really is correct if you can have your fans remember one thing about you what would it be um, mm, that's a good question. I know. 
<laughs> I stumped you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's hard. Um, it's a complex. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's so much. There's yeah. so much that you would want them to remember. There's so much different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but really and truly what right now is um, how much he cared. How much he cared about his product, how much he cared about his music, mm. and how much he really loves sharing it with the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I work hard every day. I go, I think I go 365 days a year in the studio and creating everything that I need to. And I feel like for people to see that, how much passion and how much love he had for that, um, I think that's one of the biggest things for me right now. I like that. I like that a lot. And the final question I have for you is, what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? Never quit. Always believe in yourself. Because when you stop believing, I believe that's when everything goes downhill. When it's always the minute, it's always that last step that you take right before you quit is when you're about to make it. I personally Mm -hmm. believe that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... I feel like you stay down, you work hard, you gain all the knowledge that you can. Knowledge is key. Knowledge is but some some it's close to time for me. Mm-hmm. It's like time time is one of the most valuable things to me. And if you have all the knowledge in the world, being able to gain all knowledge in that time, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where you win and that's where you succeed. Because the more you know, the better off you are. So the stay keep your head down, continue working and just try to obtain all the knowledge as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for for doing this interview, this podcast. I really appreciate it. I, I'm so happy. This was happy. amazing. <laughs> this was amazing. I hope I hope one day I will be in person. We'll be able to talk in front of mics and we'll be able to do the full nine yards. Yes, be yes. Oh my God. No, for real. I'll be extremely. And then maybe I could like have a sample of your music. It'd just be really wonderful. Oh, for sure. We'll make sure we'll make sure we'll hook you up over here on third season. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. You do the same, and let's do this again sometime. All right. All right, darling. Have a great one. You too.